show his scars and say these wounds. Old men forget, yet all shall be forgotten. For he today who sheds his blood with me shall be my brother. Got a question for you. Who's got a better than us? No way! Get together, have you? Welcome to the Big House of CFB Nation. How are you? I'm Andy, and we're back again with another episode, so let's get right to it. All right, so we got some more coaching changes here. Steve Klingscale, he leaves the defensive staff to be part of the Charger staff. That wasn't a big of a, of a shock because Wink Martindale is named the defensive coordinator. Now, Klink, he was in the running for that spot. When he didn't get it, he decided to go to the NFL. So that wasn't a big shock. Now, with Wink, Mark, with Wink Martindale, I do like it. Now, he comes from that family of the Mike McDonald, Jesse Minter system. And the current Michigan defense, they know that terminology. They know that system. Now, with Wink, he is a little bit more blitz happy, but people are saying Wink and Don Brown are the same people, and they are nothing alike, let me tell you. Because the, the cover schemes behind the, the blitz packages, Wink is very good at that, whereas Don, Don Brown was simply not. Don Brown pretty much left the corners one-on-one -on -one as is and they were out man with wink i am not concerned you should be very happy that he is the defensive coordinator for the michigan wolverines now one departure four-star linebacker jaden smith he was released from his letter of intent that is the first guy to officially leave the program but I would not be too concerned for guys now Let's, let's kind of transition to the 2024 NFL draft. Most recently with the Athletic, uh, Dane Brugler, he released his top 100 big board. And on the top 100, the first guy is number 24, J.J. McCarthy. He has him as his quarterback for, if you've listened to the pods, they've mentioned him possibly at the 11, 12, 13 range with the fallback option being with the Rams and then possibly a team trading up into the first round to get that fifth-year option. J.J. McCarthy is looking more and more like a first-round pick with every passing day. The second guy on that list is number 39, Junior Colson. He is the L uh, linebacker one for Dane Brugler. He's a very good player, and I would not be surprised if he also got into the back half of the first round. He is someone who's going to make plays on the defense in the NFL and is going to be a tackling machine on that weak side linebacking crew. At number 45, we have Roman Wilson. He checks in as wide receiver number nine, and he should probably go in the second round. Number 60 is Mike Sanderstrill. He is the quarterback or cornerback nine. He's been the heart and soul of that defense. He started his career as a wide receiver, converted to a cornerback because he did whatever he wanted to help the team. Now, he's at number 60. He could easily go into the back half of the second round. Number 66 on his big board is Chris Jenkins. He's the fifth-ranked defensive tackle, and he is someone that's going to eat a lot of space. I would not be surprised if he becomes a very good run-stuffing defensive tackle in the NFL. And then to round out the top 100, number 73, Blake Corum. He's the RB2 for Dane Brugler. That's pretty interesting. We'll have to see where the running backs go in the NFL draft. 
Personally, I think the running back one off the border will be Jonathan Brooks. Probably, I would say, at the end of the second round to the early third round. So Blake Corum might slide into that third round range, if not possibly the fourth round range. Now let's talk about the NFL Combine. That was also released as well. And there is a slew of Wolverines going to the Combine. Let's list them off for you. Quarterback, J.J. McCarthy. Running back, Blake Corum. Wide receiver, Roman Wilson and Cornelius Johnson. Tight end A.J. Barner, he's been invited. He was someone who played very well in the senior bowl practices. On the offensive line, Carson Barnett, Ladarius Henderson, Trent Jones, Trevor Keegan, Drake Nugent, Zach Zinter, they've all been invited. On the defensive line, Jalen Harrell, Chris Jenkins, Braden McGregor linebackers michael barrett and junior colson and then on the defensive backside mike sanistil and josh wallace now that rounds out the nfl combine invites those are a lot of wolverines that's going to be invading the nfl combine we're going to see a lot of these guys get drafted over the three-day weekend at the nfl draft this should be a time of celebration because these are the guys that helped brought us the national championship now we've head to the profile segment and now every every week we're going to do different players different profiles get you ready to know who these guys are who's going to be the next thing that you need to know now the freshman player profile of the day is wide receiver channing goodwin he is 6'1 175 pounds a three-star in the composites rated as high as wide receiver 50 and as low as wide receiver 149 he averages out to be wide receiver 86 and he comes in as my wide receiver 59 now he is someone that is a pretty good route runner I would say he's above average route runner very good hands now where his two I would say traits that he's going to bring in right away from day one he's a high iq football player and he loves to find that soft area in the zone and he will sit there for his quarterback that is something that these quarterbacks at mission will absolutely love and he is someone that has a very high iq and someone that could very well fit into this room and get playing time now we all know this wide receiver room, it needs to improve and it, it, it needs to get better overall. Now, Goodwin, he brings length to this team being over six foot, good wingspan. And like I said before, it brings a very high IQ to the position. And with that pathway of playing time, he could get one of the boundary positions and could possibly work himself into a nice role. Now he is going to be part of that new wave coming in. So we have to see who, you know, kind of improves, who we just have to see where, when the, when the, Dust settles, who becomes the cream of this crop? And we'll have to see. But Goodwin has every chance to be one of the top three to four receivers. Now, with the next man up profile, is someone that I want to take a look at. And that is a hybrid player. He's a defensive end slash linebacker. Josiah Stewart. He's 6'1", 245 pounds. Now, he transferred in from Coastal Carolina last year. And he was a key part in the national championship game. What I like about him is his versatility. He started out as a defensive tackle in Coastal Carolina. He then played defensive end slash linebacker at Michigan. It'll be interesting to see where he plays the majority of his snaps next year, but I would say defensive end would be the spot that I would want him at. This past season at Michigan, he had 38 tackles, eight and a half tackles for a loss, five and a half sacks, and he also dropped back and he got two passes deflected. He is someone that 
he needs to be that next man up for the defense. And like I said, with Wink Martindale, with him being blitz happy, with him one of the edge positions, he could very well get over 10 sacks next year and you know, propel himself to the NFL draft this time next year. Now, our returning player profile of the day is also a high-profile player. That is running back Donovan Edwards, 6'1", 209 pounds. He's coming off an inefficient season, but he looked great in the national championship game. It's finally his time. We've been waiting for this. We expected Blake Corum to leave for the NFL last year, but he came back. What that did, it helped both of them not take a full workload load with Donovan Edwards I've said it all along he's he has the best hands on the team and as we mentioned last week with a new offensive coordinator coming in and some tweaking the philosophies they plan on using Donovan Edwards as a chess piece now he's finally going to be that lead back and I think that does one of two things because this past season when I'm watching him run he he was never a patient runner. It was almost as if he was trying to take it to the house every time he had the ball because he knew Blake Corm was the guy. He knew in a game he had maybe 10 to 15 carries at max. And so every time he got the ball, he was just it was like a, a he was shot out of a cannon. He just wanted to go and just just prove his worth and get more touches. With him being the lead back, I believe he's going to be more a patient runner. What he does need to also improve on is his vision. But I believe that will come with him knowing he's going to get about 20 to 25 touches a game. I think that has a lot to do with it. He needs to know that he's not going to be taking out the very next play for someone else. With him being that lead back, and I expect him to get about 65 to 70% of the carries between him and Mullins. So with him being there for at least a two down if not a full three down back in a certain series he's not going to be that guy who's going to look to take it to the house he's going to be someone that's going to allow what the defense give him take four or five yards he'll settle down and i believe at the end of next season he's going to have over 1200 all-purpose yards and he's going to be the player that we all hoped for it's finally his time now the throwback player of the day wide receiver Amani Toomer, or as Chris Berman likes to say, well-dressed Armani Toomer. Now, in 1992, as a true freshman, he made an impact right away. 16 catches, 238 yards, and a touchdown. As a sophomore, he became that, that deep threat. He averaged 19 yards a catch. His breakout season was 1994 when he was a junior. He didn't start any games at all and still had 49 touches or 49 catches, 1,033 yards, and five touchdowns. In 1995, as a senior, he finally became a starter. He was routinely double covered as he was a speed burner on that team. Now, what happened the very next year in the NFL draft? He was taken in the second round, number 34 overall, to the New York Giants. Now, Toomer will go on to have a great NFL season. He would have six, six seasons of over 60 catches or more, five straight seasons of over 1,000 yards or more. In his 12-year career, he amassed 668 
catches, 9,497 yards, 54 touchdowns, and a Super Bowl champion. Now that has been the episode this week for Welcome to the Big House. And I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode. And I want to give a special thank you to Dwight Peoples for that intro. I want to give a special thank you to Nino Brown for producing me and the entire CFB family. You can also follow me on Twitter or X at Andy underscore fam one. Until next week, who's got better than CFB Nation? Got a question for you. Who's got a